take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Couple Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast, this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. Yes, we are live. So uh, if we stumble over our words, it's because it's we're live. <laughs> and uh, we do co- go live every Monday. So you can join us and, uh, you know, say hi, leave us a comment, ask us any questions. Um, I guess there's kind of a new little thing going on here. We're, we're also live on Instagram, which is a new little feature of this platform. So uh, uh, welcome Instagrammers out there who are on our channel. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the 10 things a marriage therapist should never say to you. And believe and keep in mind, there's a list out there for a reason because there are some marriage therapists who do. We we have actually heard horror stories from people, you know, that their marriage therapist said something that was completely uncalled for and unprofessional. And uh, it just so this should be fun, doesn't cease to blow (laughs) my mind. But you know, we're starting off 2024 here. This is a Uh, month of January. And and we are looking forward to a lot of great things, you know, in this, this new year. Uh, One of the things that we're really proud of is that we have uh, close to 350,000 unique downloads on our podcast. And also we are ranked in the top 1%. Oh, most popular shows out of 3,264,000 podcasts globally. Ranked by the listen score, which yeah, is... I'm proud of doing this for five years. It's quite a commitment yeah. that it's huge. And it, it was interesting to learn how to do it all. And it's interesting to keep doing it. It sure is. And, so. you know, it just, I, I mean, I think that this is, this podcast has really transformed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I still think that we are, able to bring the content that people are looking for, you know, about relationships, about marriage specifically, how to have a great marriage. And, you know, please let us know if there are any questions or topics that you guys are interested in, in knowing about so that we can, you know, bring that, that content and then information to you out there. And we've met a lot of really great people. We've doing met this. a lot of great people, yep. a lot of great people. All right, let's hear it. All right. So uh, one of the first thing, one of the things, 10 things that a marriage therapist should never say to you. 
so they're talking to the marriage therapist. They're not talking to the couple. Yes. Yes. Well, don't no. do this. Yeah, the marriage therapist is talking to the couple, and they're saying it's all your fault. Yes. Yes. And so that's one thing you should not do. Yes, you shouldn't. You should not do as a marriage therapist. But if you are on the receiving end, um, run. I would think. You know, this is not a cool We have thing had situations where one person in the couple does think it's all their fault. I can guarantee you that is a hundred percent false. It is never one person. It is always the dance that both people are doing. And one might be more uh extroverted in what they're doing, and one might be more introverted. But it is never one person's fault. Both people are equally participating. Yeah, you know, for the most part. Couples are are walking in into marriage therapy, blaming their partner. Mm -hmm. So if a therapist jumps on board and reinforces that, then it is just going to cause more of a wedge between the couple. It's definitely not going to help them resolve their conflict or get closer or connect and understand each other anymore. Right. So it's a it's a really big no no. Yeah. You know if a uh, if a marriage therapist is telling you. And it doesn't you, help. It disempowers both people. Yeah. And whether they're telling you it's your fault or telling you, you know, it's your partner's fault or whether it's both your fault, it's not okay. Number two, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> so, so I, I, uh, I can't, I, I can't imagine myself saying something like that. You know, there have been times when someone might say something that is really, it's it's an opinion that's pretty off the wall or it's a belief system, but that's what they're there for is to learn how to navigate that differently. And so if they are skewed, you certainly wouldn't say, I can't believe you didn't say believe, that. I can't believe you said that. Right? But you so, would say, uh, you, would, you would explore that more. Right. Yeah. You say, why did you say that? Right. Right. What does that mean to you? Where did you learn is, that? Yeah. Tell me, you know, what that means to you and, you know, help me understand. Because uh, you say, if you say, I can't believe you said that, it is passing judgment yeah. on the person. In a big way. You know, or you're. They can get that at home. <laughs> they sure can get that <laughs> at home. Yeah, Or you're expressing disapproval. Yeah. You know, that you don't agree with what they're saying and now you're passing judgment about it. And about them. Right. And the goal of doing this work isn't just to fix a behavior or the surface. It's to understand what's happening and to choose something different. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number three, this is, <laughs> we've, we've actually heard people have said that their therapist said this, that you should just get a divorce. I'm going to add to this. If a psychic tells you to get a divorce, if your mother tells you, if anyone tells you to get a divorce that isn't you and your partner, yeah. they don't have to live with the outcome of that. The only people that have to live with the outcome of that is you. You're the only ones that have to wake up next to each other or not. And no one else should have an investment in that decision. No, absolutely yeah. not. You're, you're the person that has to live with them and you have to live with the, the consequences right. of your decisions, whether you stay or whether you go. So and, and, you know, to be in a position where people look at you as 
uh, someone who has more knowledge and information about yeah. relationships. Yeah, that's even worse. And you say something yeah. like that, that's hugely impactful. And it's a projection, 100%. There's no way you will have enough information about anyone's relationship to be able to make that judgment call for another person. Yeah, and they're, they're already uh, superimposing authority or a sense of authority on you. Right. Now, if you're going to say something like that, it, they're going to feel like yeah, they're going to think wrong. what's wrong. There's something wrong with this relationship that, and everything is is resolvable unless it is very uh, abusive mm -hmm. and toxic. That's a whole different thing. And you still wouldn't tell someone to get divorced. No, no. that's the quickest way for them to stay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four is you're overreacting. That always goes over well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with anyone in the whole world <laughs> or how about you just how about you attach calm down to it right calm down <laughs> you're overreacting <laughs> yep oh man you, you know what's really scary is that these are on a list right that's what i'm saying yeah. someone enough people did this yeah. that they wrote a list about it and obviously if you're calling or saying to someone that they're overreacting you, you're completely dismissing them you're completely invalidating the, you know their feelings and and what they're experiencing and you're missing the point because if they are having an emotional reaction that's bigger than an event there's something way bigger going on it the goal isn't for them to underreact or react a certain way it's to understand why did they react like that yeah yeah um, number five is you should be more like your partner. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. You know, why, why don't you just become, be more like your partner? Because I can't think of a better you're way the one to, to split a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye the two. You've got it down and you're a mess. So maybe if you could just fix that. Obviously, you know, comparison or any kind of comparison is completely inappropriate. You know, if you're comparing them to... Uh, another couple of you're comparing them to, you know, their friends or just in general comparison is going to make the other person or make the couple feel inadequate. You know, they're, they're and gonna it'll have the reverse effect. Yeah. Nobody's going to go, Oh, great. I'm going to try to be more like you. They're going to go, I'm going to run the other way because I can't take that spot. It's already taken. So I got to find my own unique spot and human beings don't really respond well to that. No. They usually go the other way. No, they usually don't. Good job, therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? If if you're a therapist out there and you're just seeing some of these comments here that you've said. Oh no. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Um, number six. I know what's best for both of you. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So you you should just listen to me. You know, your your feelings don't matter. I know exactly what's best for both of you. Yeah, we call that anecdotal. And if you've ever read um a self-help book on parenting, <laughs> yeah. What you know is whoever the author is wrote about their experience as a parent. And it's anecdotal, and it probably doesn't apply to your child, at least not in the way that it worked for them. And so anytime anyone says anything like that, it's coming from not a place of reality. It's a place of theory, and it's anecdotal. And unfortunately, we have 
seen therapists do this. Or or they're mm-hmm. combining it with comparison. Yeah. And they're comparing you and your relationship to their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very dangerous. Yes. And we've heard many, many horror stories of, of therapists that bring up their own personal lives mm-hmm. in a therapy session, using it, using that, their personal lives to teach the couple a lesson or to almost like lecture them on what they're doing wrong. It reminds me of something you said the other day about free will and that, you know, part of the experience of being a human being is to have free will and free will gives us this opportunity to become and to become free. And if someone's telling you what to do, you don't have any free will. And therefore, even if you behave and do what they tell you to do, it, it misses the whole point of the human experience. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So moving on from I know what's best for both of you, there's just forgive and forget. That works. That's that's all you got to do. What was that one song? I We buried the hatchet and left the handle sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it just minimizes the work mm-hmm. that actually needs to be done, especially if there's betrayal or if there's hurt or pain that's caused, you know, which typically is the case if a couple is seeking help, you know, that just forgive and forget, just it it completely oversimplifies things. Yeah, it misses the whole opportunity. And the only reason anyone would want their partner to forgive and forget is because they don't want to change. They don't really want to take responsibility for what's there. So they'd like their partner to do the work for them and forgiving and forgetting, you know, it's not, most people don't really know the proper uh, process of forgiveness, which is gratitude for what's happened, Mm. which is really difficult, but it's a personal journey that says I can be grateful that happened to me because it's helped me become something And if we forgive and forget, it's very, 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 very likely that it's going to happen again and again and again and again, because you're not learning why you have this thing in your life that you need to forgive in the first place. Yeah. And for sure, a therapist should never be telling you that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number eight is you're not compatible and there's nothing we can do about it. That's definitely the shortcoming of a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, judgment, it's labeling. Well, it's just not true that a person isn't compatible. What does that even mean I, with I another know. person? Like you guys don't have the same hobbies. I, I don't it know doesn't that, matter. You know, the fact that there's, no such, that, there's no such thing. Right. People <laughs> come together in a relationship for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're supposed to learn something from that your partner and from the relationship in general and until you learn that lesson you're going to continue to be in that relationship or if you don't if you leave the relationship and don't learn the lesson you're going to find another person that's similar and repeat it and there's a lot of couples who on paper look very compatible but then they don't have enough glue to hold it together yeah so it, compatibility is very low on the factor of successful relationships. Very, very low. It is, it is almost like predetermined, predestined, mm-hmm. as opposed to 
really doing the investment and work that a relationship requires. Which requires growth. Right. And evolution and change. And, you know, just because you're compatible in the beginning of a relationship doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to be compatible throughout the rest of your relationship. Right. So number nine is I understand your culture and faith better than you do. (laughs) (laughs) I just. Wow. That's very arrogant. Oh my God. Yeah. Very Very arrogant. Yeah. Very haughty and like. I know better than you. And I mean, it's just, it's so demeaning. You you are like putting down that person or put, putting down that couple that you're working with. And, and it's so her. complicated. There's no way you can learn the factual stuff of a culture and understand all the nuances and the history and the, 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 all the unwritten unspoken things that go into that. Yeah. So many things. Um, the last thing that a marriage therapist should never say to you is you're wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So rejecting. Especially if that person cared enough to come in and try to do something. Yeah. Very dismissive. And, yeah, again, most of these are shortcomings of the therapist. Oh, for sure. Or all of them. And, and definitely a, a huge projection of the therapist's own insecurity and their shortcomings. Absolutely. But projecting that onto the client is so damaging. Right. And, you know, there is a reason why, you know, marriage therapy has the worst success rate across the board is a lot of therapists out there that call themselves marriage therapists and working with couples. They, (laughs) they don't have any training. Yeah, I remember someone saying, why would I go to a marriage therapist that's divorced? Because they've already chosen something. And I wouldn't agree with that across I, the board. I don't. There's no. a lot of people that get divorced for reasons that are necessary and they grow and they understand a lot through that process. Right. Um, but it's an interesting thought to know someone's, a therapist's beliefs and and other things about stuff. I, I don't know if I would go to a marriage therapist who was going through a divorce. I don't know if I'd go to a marriage therapist that was never married. That was never married. Never. Yeah. Never married. Yeah. I just don't think they would get it. There's so much you wouldn't know about that. Um, and a lot of therapists that that work with kids work with kids because they were one. Yeah. Not because they're parents. So they're more working with the kids. But yeah, yeah I think that's least, an important At very least, the therapist has to be in a committed relationship. Yeah. And has has been in a committed relationship for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's anecdotal. You, you don't know what the game's like. You, you well, know what the book looks like, yeah, but not the game. You don't know what you do when you are in a really stressful period of time. You know, like, how do you guys handle like that? How normal? do you deal with conflict resolution? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have that that escape hatch, which a lot of new relationships have, right? It's a, it's, they have very little invested in relationships so they can, they can leave at any moment. Right. So, (laughs) so that was kind of fun for us. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Um, but on a serious note, if, if you're hearing that, um, definitely check out our podcast about how to choose the right, marriage therapist, marriage coach, relationship coach. 
um, because it, it is a lot of people don't have that information and they think that every marriage therapist is the same. Nope. And it's absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. All marriage therapists are the same the day they walked out of the classroom. But from their life experience takes over. And there's a huge difference between someone's life experience being in a relationship, someone's life experience working with couples and not having that experience. It's really, really big. Yep. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, our home study course, the next Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier couples coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you'd like to be considered to be a guest on our podcast, uh, please email us also at contact at couplesynergy.com. We're even playing with the idea of doing therapy live or not live recorded. Um, So if you want to be considered to be a couple that uh, we go through the transformation, it would be done in private initially, but it would be recorded and then we'd release it at the end. Uh, Let us know. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. 